She was testing the fences systematically for weakness. She remembers. This is uh, episode one of uh, Title Pending, DeFi Kingdoms podcast. Um, my name is Raf, and I have with me Nindorf. And what I've been really looking to do is let's get a podcast out there in this absolutely fantastic community that we have. You know, we see a lot of great collaborations by, you know, whether it's, um, you know, Mr. Zipper doing data analysis or uh, what the uh, the wiki team did uh, during the early days of, of hero trading or, you know, Sammy Punch's information that's been so incredibly useful that, you know, we really wanted to put together a, a podcast to kind of be our collection of, of thoughts and information. And, you know, at full disclosure, we are <laughs> absolutely investors uh, in the DeFi kingdoms. And, uh, you know, we, we've gone in on a, a Gen Zero Hero, actually a couple Gen Zero Heroes together. Um, and so we wanted to also have this podcast kind of be a collection of our thoughts and, and investment strategies. So uh, Nindorf has been a friend of mine. Gosh, it's going on now, what, 2006, 2005, when we, when we really got to know each other. Yeah, yeah, it's, that uh, sounds about right. Yeah, so why don't you tell uh, our listeners, uh, you know, a little bit about yourself and what what got you into DeFi Kingdoms? Because you brought me in. Long story short, I'm I'm a software engineer. Um, crypto has kind of been something that's been important to me over the last, I'd say, year. I just kind of saw it as the next big thing that was going to explode. And I, you know, I kind of researched a lot before I dipped my feet in, and unfortunately, I, I missed the some of the big, huge jumps that have happened, you know, early on in say 2021 or maybe even late 2020. Um, but yeah, it was, it was kind of funny. Uh, I had heard of a game called Alluvium and I was thinking about getting into it. So I posted a random chat on uh, Reddit and a guy's like, nah, forget that. Try DFK. And I was like, what's DFK? So I, I jump in and this was probably what, I don't know, mid August, right as this was hitting the ground. And uh, yeah, it's been great ever since. And so, I quickly looped in Raf here afterwards, and it's uh, it's been quite the spread since then. Yeah, it's it's been pretty exciting, and you know, I I know we both grew up with uh, RPGs in our past, and you know, a variety of different games, and it's certainly the the, the lore, the background, and the, the backdrop of you know having a game that's a, a, you know a decentralized game that's uh, played a play to earn and, and built on the blockchain it, it just it looked pretty cool and as everyone said it's you know it feels really close to home when you log in and so it, it's something that you can kind of relate to and it, it tugs on the the heartstrings of of the past gaming that that i at least i have most definitely yeah and then like you know i think you nail it with the play to earn normally it's more uh play to spend or play to waste time you know you I can remember back in the day, us mashing buttons on Smash Bros. I feel like that was a sunk cost. You got to buy new controllers about every two months with those sorts of games. Yeah, I, I think, didn't we un- unlock in, in Smash Bros. Melee the achievement that is you if you uh, paid a penny per hour, you bought the $50 game? Yep, yeah, that, that wasted your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, that was fantastic. Yeah, that was awesome. Well, yeah, it's been a bit of an adventurous week um, here. Well, actually, I guess the last three days, uh, we're recording here on December 6th um, in uh, the evening here. Um, and, and, you know, we're kind of coming off of a wild uh, crypto weekend. And, you know, my, my fun crypto adventure story from the weekend is, 
uh, I just told uh, Nindorf and one of our other investing partners, Walton, that you know I'm, I'm thinking about getting into day trading on on one. It just felt like the the cycles are so predictable. And I said that I think that was on Thursday or Friday. Yep. <laughs> right, right before Bitcoin, and then everything else went down. And um, so I, you know, I was playing a, a game of catch the falling knife. And you know, as as one got down to twenty two cents, I was like, oh, I'm going to buy a little here. And twenty one cents, I was like, well, I yes. can't pass this up. Nineteen. And then this morning, I wake up and it's you know seventeen. And I'm like, well, and I'm out. <laughs> so right. let's hope it goes back up. What can I find cash, you know, floating around somewhere? What can I sell? Right, right. So did you did you snag some jewel? You were uh, mentioning that to me earlier. You know what? I'm holding on to this one and I see that, you know, the, the ratio between one and jewel, which we can get into later too, or in a different episode. But uh, I noticed that it looked pretty good. So I was like, you know, what? I'm going to add to my stack of jewels a little bit. Well, and it was it was decimated a little bit after our purchase that you'll talk about here, too. So I, I kind of needed to build some. Um, jewel back up so that we can keep keep playing the game yeah keep the summons going that's right right, well let's get into um our gen zero uh stable a little later um and first go to you know today monday um december 6th and there was a pretty big ama today i was not able to catch it um you were and so tell us a little bit about what stuck out to you and you know what were your big takeaways and ultimately how is this going to affect the way that you anticipate playing the game over the coming weeks? Right. Yeah. They had a lot of big info. I'd say, I think the first thing is definitely around um, leveling. Uh, that's kind of been something that's on a lot of people's minds. People have these heroes with these quests. Now they're starting to hit that 2000 XP cap. And so we kind of wanted to see what were their plans on getting that moving forward. Um, so there was a question asked specifically about like runes and how expensive they seem to be right now. Um, and for anybody who's been playing this game for a while, it was kind of the same thing with uh, the guy's tears back, you know, when um, when they were just starting to release the tavern. You know, it was a limited resource, right? There wasn't really any good. Right. You know. um, yeah, it was pretty precious. I remember people, you know, buying those up and it was still a bit of a black market trading at the time. Oh, um, yeah. It absolutely feels very similar. What else stuck out to you? Yeah, so and there was other people asking questions related to, you know, the, the cost of entry is still a little high and the dev stance, which I totally understand and agree with is that the more you put in, the more you'll get out of it. But for a, a person who didn't have the means of buying a, you know, what I think the floor is somewhere around what 50 jewel or something. If you couldn't afford that, they talked about your avatar being an actual character in the game that you might be able to walk the game in, so to speak. So that was really cool that they're still considering that. And that, that maybe you over time with your avatar character could earn enough income to maybe even purchase that first hero and really get you know into some of the more um, the deeper parts of the game. Yeah, I, I really like how that kind of ties what, you know, brought you to the game initially, which is, you know, the low transaction costs of the Harmony Network. Oh, no kidding. And, and then, you know, also the the playing to earn aspect and, you know, what they've you know, another thing that's been crazy as we've watched the game over the months is the uh, progression of the artwork and the maps and the design. And it's, I mean, it, it looks, and not that it was shabby in the beginning, um, but it, I can imagine walking around in the future world, uh, you know, just how much effort they're going to put into it. Oh, yeah. It's, it's clear there's a vision for where this is going. And 
and I already are, had forgotten what it used to look like. But yeah, it was so much more basic, and it seemed simple, like a game that maybe four people would be playing. And now it seems like a game that thousands of people could be playing, or tens of thousands. Yeah, yeah. So tell us about Land. It's been the, you know, it, everyone's kind of holding their breath, waiting to find out more information. What did you learn? Right, right, yeah. So there was a couple, or at least one big point they made, and it was the fact that, uh, people were concerned about it just going to Wales, right? And Wales scooping up all the land. Uh, and they said that um, that might eventually happen because, you know, it's all a free market. They're not in control of who eventually buys or sells land. But the interesting point that was really cool was they said that um, it, a lot of it will be quest-based. So you might be the first person to complete a certain quest, say, uh, and then that basically you win essentially the right to buy that plot. Uh, which is really cool because um, you don't even necessarily have to have the jewel. To, if you couldn't afford it, say, you can actually mm-hmm. sell that right to someone else. And that's kind of what their point about the whales were. But that was a really cool concept I'd never heard of before where you can actually profit off of it, even if you couldn't afford the asset yourself. Yeah, I, I like how it really intermixes that, you know, actually needing to play the game aspect in, in right. getting that. And we don't really yeah. know yet what that's going to look like. Is it going to be, you know, there will be these adventure quests they've talked about, not these simple profession quests that we can see right now. But other than that, I don't think we have much to go on yet. Yeah, and that's evolved a lot over time from the, the buying aspect. You were there for the Gen Zero launch, and I, as I understand, a bit of a sore subject for you. Oh, yeah. But that, that went fast, didn't it? Oh, yeah. I think they said all 2,000 of them sold out in 11 minutes. So, yeah, definitely. And so that was sold via auction. Wow, that was quick. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I, I saw something on the Discord, which, you know, I, I think one of the great things about um, uh, DeFi Kingdoms is is the community. But it has been kind of challenging to, to navigate. And so some of the, the points and pieces I find, I don't know if it's fact or fiction anymore, but I thought I saw a note that, was to the effect that you would actually send a, you know, an, a party or, you know, there it goes back to the, the RPG days, but um, you know, yeah. a grouping of multiple heroes out for, for one quest at a time. I, I think that would be, you know, really neat. I, I think about, you know, my, my prize possession is uh, a uh, mythic dark Knight that I pulled. And so yeah. I'm trying to build, uh, you know, my stable of heroes or my party of heroes ar- around that, that character. And I, I think that, you know, I think back to the days of Morrowind, uh, Elder Scrolls Morrowind, when everything was a percentage based on a roll. And, you know, seeing the the summoning chances or I, I am imagining, you know, you have to bring, you know, a co- combined 50 strength, a combined 50 wisdom, uh, so on and so forth in order for you to, to accomplish the quest. I, I think that me neat way of making sure that you know um, players have a a balanced uh, group or a balanced party and and i'm sure it'll be different for for different missions you know and it it would be even i i think pretty cool if you had to kind of do some figuring out of who do you want to send like maybe this is a quest for a ninja and a wizard maybe the next quest is you know i I need to send my my miner and my forager together um so what do you think about that yeah, I think those are great points. And, you know, the other thing, too, is, is this going to be some sort of turn-based quest, right? 
or is it going to be some sort of live action? I mean, we have no idea yet. And I mean, really, the sky's the limit on where they can take this. Yeah, we really haven't seen any introduction to the mechanics of mana or health at this point, right? Uh, But we know there's there's potions out there. Um, That's why we've been collecting all these bloaters, right? Yeah, and the ragweed. I love that stuff. Yeah, that in the liquidation pools. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, what else did you find on the the AMA? Yeah, I think the last thing kind of ties right in with that, um, and it gets back to heroes and their utility value that they've got as an NFT, which is I again I've not seen anything quite like this in any other project. Um, but they were discussing today how. You know, right now you can rent out your hero, and what that really basically means is you're selling your summons, right? I mean, it's pretty simple. Right. Um, but this was a different concept where you could say rent out your hero for questing purposes for some fixed duration. I think I heard him say like a week or something. Uh, and so then you, that's another system where you could actually get passive income on your heroes, and you don't even need to play the game. Like if you're a person who's not interested in the gaming aspect, even like, this is a system where it might be um, just a financial benefactor. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. We, when we were searching the, uh, the hero market the other day, um, Walton was pointing out that there's a few legendaries out there with like five summons on them. He's like, what are they doing? Wasting that value. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. It seems that way. Right. 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 So this, th- wow. I'm, you know, continuously impressed by um, the, the imagination and the new mechanics that, that they're coming up with. This sounds pretty cool. Uh, absolutely. I'm hundred percent with you. All right. Well, let's transition to our, our gen zeros that we have. Um, you know, we started out, gosh, I, when did we buy our guy? It was, I don't know what a month and a half ago. Yeah, I, I was thinking it was even maybe late October or mid-October, somewhere in that time frame. Sure. Sure, and and we bought a a pirate miner, pirate wizard miner, and uh, shiny as well. And, you know, we bought that during, was it, it was kind of that first jewel crash after the release of, of Heroes, but before the release of the Wishing Well. And, you know, we, we kind of took the opportunity of that slight downturn in the market uh, of heroes to say, hey, let's let's go in on one. And so um, Nindorf, Walton and, and myself, we went in on um, our, our pirate and I, I'm pretty glad we got him. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think um, I remember it being like I was like, wow, am I really going to buy, you know, spend that kind of jewel on a hero? Um but I'd say it's it was yeah probably the best decision as far as this this game investment has has been. Yeah, for sure. And and kind of our our strategy has been, you know, we we let one person uh, perform a summon, and and we've haven't been renting them out at all. We've just been performing all of our own summons, and then uh, we we send them to the next person on the list. You know, in the the early days, my analogy was it's kind of like folding up a. $30,000 piece of paper into a paper airplane and throwing it over the fence and hoping it goes into the right neighbor's yard. It's, it's definitely a little scary. Oh, no kidding. Super stressful when you hit send. I do love that feature <laughs> where, where it, uh, you know, you, you type in their address or paste it in and it gives you a little blip of their uh, user profile name. And then you're like, oh, okay, all right, I, I typed it right. Or, you know, gives you that yeah. little feedback that you need where the normal crypto, when you're just in like, say your MetaMask and you send an address, it, it there's zero 
feedback. So that's actually really um, stress relieving when you're sending your super expensive NFT to some random number. Right, right. So as we've been, um, and we'll get into kind of some of our strategy elements with the projects we're working on a little later in the podcast, but, um, you know, fairly early on here, we decided let's try to get to some advanced classes. And as a, as a pirate, we've been doing lots of renting of, of other monks out there. And as I, I believe everyone knows at this time, and if you don't, there's basic classes, and if you pair two basic classes together, if it's the right combination, you can create an advanced class. And so for us, we paired together a pirate and a monk, and you have about a 15% chance, I believe, of, of getting a ninja. And so uh, we've, we have been personally, every time it's our turn, been going for that many, many times we've been going for that ninja combination. And we're realizing that there's a lot of value in that advanced class. So uh, you pinged us a early last or maybe in the middle of last week saying, Hey, I think there's an opportunity out there on the market. Tell our, our listeners what you found. Yeah. It was kind of like, we'd been tracking those additional gen zero hero prices for a while. And, you know, they were, I don't know, what were they seven K or something for a while there. Right. Yeah. That's the that's, floor price. Yeah. Yeah. Floor price. Right. And that's kind of crazy. Seven K jewel. Yeah. Seven K jewel. Yep. Yep. And so then I'd, I'd managed to just on random chance, basically, I'm like, I'll just see what's out there. And someone had listed a monk or like, you know, fits perfectly within our strategy. And it was, I think it was still like 5,800 jewel at that time. So I pinged you guys. I was like, Hey, this is cheaper than I've seen in a while. Um, And then what, as we were, what we were talking it over via text or something for like a few hours. And then all of a sudden we looked back and it had dropped all the way to, 5200 and we're like this is something we got to move quickly on yeah and and not only that but i i believe also during that that day of going back and forth there's a few monks out there and then a monk fisher popped up and um for for everyone to know um fishers are ninjas are a tier one uh fishing profession and so that's that's like the best you can do and at, with the release of um, fishing and foraging recently, and we can dive into this a little more, it's become clear that, you know, that that profession is, is really important. And that's not something that we could really tell early on. In fact, I think you and I, as, as we've been talking about it, we used to think that that might have been, you know, third or fourth on the list in terms of most important aspects for the heroes. And, you know, I, I'm not convinced it's not like number two behind just the class that you want to have. Oh yeah, no doubt. Uh, yeah, it's been a full pendulum left to right swing here as as more information's been released, um, and now it's you know that stamina efficiency is huge. I think because you know as they've released the details, and we've all seen here with these profession quests that if you use a matching profession in a quest of that profession, it only costs you five stamina versus seven for a non-match. So that right there is huge as far as how many times a day you're able to run a quest. Right. Right. And I mean, that pretty much equal, well, it'll, it'll level out more as I, as I'm sure the the levels get more advanced, but in the beginning, early stages, as we're going for land, um, I imagine that's going to be a, a very significant component to getting your, your heroes leveled up. And of course, as you, it's kind of like a snowball effect, right? Right. 
That is true. Yep, definitely. Yeah, yeah. As you level up, then you get more stats, and as you get more stats, that's one third of the value of the you know the experience and the items you're earning on a quest. So yeah, it, it'll it'll make a big difference in the future. So we found a, a another pair for for our hero, a a monk who who's a fisher. So one of the things that that you want to do over time is track the recessive genes. Why is that? Yeah, so I, that's a great point too. You know, now that we've got a pair that we're going to be consistently using, like you can actually start to do some analysis. When we were randomly renting pretty much whatever the cheapest monk Gen Zero was, you, you don't really get that data. You know, you're bouncing all over the place. But I've heard there's been details released on there being obviously your dominant class is your main class, and I'm pretty sure there's three levels of recessive genes from what I've read. The first one being your subclass, and then we don't really, you know it's kind of no way to tell what the gen, the recessive two and three genes are. So we're kind of hoping that um, as we do more and more pairings, we can plot all this data out and start to get a great understanding of what the recessive genes are. And so then you basically have a fairly high predictor on any summon of what you're going to get. Obviously there's still some randomness, a lot of randomness, but it, it at least can help us make a more informed decision. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, I, I would say, at, and again, we're early December here before quests are fully out, but, you know, there isn't a lot of, I'll call it, uh, price discrimination in the hero market uh, right now. And so, you know, you'll see uncommons, commons really be close to that price floor. And so it's it's a big roll of the dice um, pulling the trigger with summoning and you know, for the Gen Zero, you're paying at we are at least paying uh, the thirty jewel, uh, call it upkeep fee now, mm-hmm. um, and then whatever rental fees we had before, um, and so it was getting pretty expensive to just roll the dice on potentially getting you know an, an uncommon or a common. Yeah, definitely, and I think you're right. I think we should do a future episode just on prices because there's so much to go over there. I, I don't think we have the time today for that. <laughs> right. Right. So let's talk a little more about questing and, you know, what are you doing with your inventory? Have you had any big pulls, maybe a, a rare egg? Yeah, I wish, right? I think all, the, the most I've come up with so far is, I don't know, a handful of some of the more rare fish and plants. I forget the names of them yet. I think it's, there's like a silver fin fish or something. Um, and then I think I got four or five of the, the runes. I think those are the probably the best I've got. What about yourself? Anything? Yeah, I, I also I don't have the the names of all the fish down besides Bloater Kingdom um, <laughs> yeah. represent. Um, yeah, I have plenty there. I I shouldn't tell Bloater Kingdom that I've been uh, selling them for gold. I actually haven't been selling that many of my items. Um, I did it a couple times just to kind of see the the gold transaction work, and it didn't it didn't make me feel comfortable with the a gold balance sitting at zero. So that's <laughs> I had to get that. I did the same thing. I yeah, sold, I had to get that up into yeah. I sold one bloater or whatever it was for two and a half gold just so I could see a non-zero. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, I think I have. Uh, I, I've pulled six runes, and oh, then nice. I was just kind of curious on the market, and I think I I bought a couple more. Um, certainly, you know, going through that analysis in my head of how many heroes do I want to be leveling up, and and as the information was released today, you might need multiple runes for subsequent level ups um you know that's it's really going to have you focusing on you know 
just a, a few most powerful heroes that, that you want to keep going. Yeah, I think they talked in the AMA a little bit about that. I want to say it was like your first level from one to two is just one of the current runes that we're able to get. And then it, it slowly progresses all the way up to five of those, I believe, at level 10. And then something about it drops to one of these runes and then a, one rune of a next leveled up type or more expensive or more rare type. So there's like a system where it builds up quantity of your current rune and then up until a point where you get to, I, I believe it's every 10, le 10 levels they swap and then you just need one of the previous levels and then so many of the new ones. So they've got an elaborate system that is, yeah, leveling up is going to be quite costly. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, they and again, like you said, we we'll go into this at some of the price discussions later, but I think they're doing a really good job building some layering mechanics into the game. At, at least that's what I see it as, where they're helping um in a way, you know, and I think in a very healthy way, kind of bury your investments into the game that that make it a lot harder to completely liquidate your assets um and and i right. think that, that that's important for for you and i who um have a, a fair amount of of lock jewel uh sitting there and you know for those of you who who don't in the early months of DeFi kingdoms uh, the gardens had some great incentivization rates uh, and lock jewel could you explain for our listeners just how how the lock jewel works and and what's going to happen with that Sure. Yeah. So when I started, I think I was in like the second week or, or maybe even third week of the game and the the annual yield at that point of the reward pools, which I think I was really only ever in the jewel one pool was like something like twenty eight thousand percent. Right. It was <laughs> absolutely nuts. Uh, I think we're down to what are we in the five hundred range or something now? Right. But basically, right. we got to get the new coin out there. Um, and the new thing I'd never seen before in crypto before this project was, like you said, a lot of it becomes locked and you're not able to access it for a year plus. Um, and, and so that's a really big incentive for people to not, you know, pump and dump this coin, this jewel coin. It's, a, it's more of a if you're going to pump it, you need to continue to pump it for at least a calendar year until you can start uh, helping unlock that jewel. And we're actually... I mean, even to this day, not even a single jewel has been unlocked yet because mining hasn't been released. So, yeah, so that's yeah, definitely that's very Yeah, and again, we'll we'll get into a lot more of their their layering mechanisms in in a price episode. All right. Well, anything else on on inventory that's sticking out to you? Um. So the the oh, I guess the only thing I'd like to mention too, I, I give a shout out to uh, Kingdom Watch. It's a great website if you've never seen it. Um, there's so many features there. The one I was just experimenting with, I hadn't really seen yet until earlier today was you can look at, it's called quest watch on that site and you paste in your address and you can even sort um, your quest loot based on hero. And I was like, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Now you can start to see now that we've been questing for a few weeks you know, you can start to look at the recap of all my heroes. I'm like, who's this guy who's only got a ragweed and a rock root? Like what, what, what's he doing? <laughs> And he's yeah, actually not a new character. I've had him for a little while. So I'm like, I got to get rid of this guy versus maybe a, a rare advanced class or a legendary I have. You look leave, at that, leave him behind in the in the forest. Uh, when, when the heroes went into the foraging quests, they said, all right, 
Steve, uh, yeah, I don't know what happened to Steve. We just left without him. That's that's fine. Yeah, he took a nap in the woods and came back empty-handed or something. <laughs> yeah, he's been sleeping on the job. So, do you have um, up in front of you what your highest um, fishing profession is? Out of curiosity, far as the the score of the hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, so uh, I guess we should probably explain for our listeners, but. Um, so there's hero levels, but then professions also have levels. And that's a pretty significant um, factor in the rewards that you get when you go out on quests. And Correct. so I believe it's two thirds of, of your total rewards are based on that. And so as in the early days of fishing and foraging, you know, when Steve was going out to take a nap, some of our other more productive heroes, uh, they were coming back with, you know, plus point one plus point two um where where are some of your heroes at in in the spectrum yeah so i think i've got a couple that are at like level two plus fishing at this point um and i i needed to pay in the future i should pay a little closer attention to where they started getting these better rewards um i'm pretty sure though that one of the guys i just pulled a rune on earlier today is a guy who's basically maxed out level and he's ready to he's he's at two fishing already and he's he's probably my best fisher i think he might be the legendary guy that i have um but he's it's funny because he's starting to pull away and you know we haven't even leveled up yet we haven't you know added any stats yet so it's definitely going to make a difference yeah it's it is interesting and you know as before the quest launch and before the release of kind of the change in the stamina mechanic you know, I was looking at um, a summoner that I had and I was thinking, you know, I'm going to have him be a forager. Um, and then he he actually is a, a natural fisher. And I actually sent him out for his first quest was foraging. And I decided, hey, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go with fishing because of this, this stamina boost. Um, and he's now up to he's my highest at 4.2. Oh, wow. uh, love it awesome. right now. Yeah. And I, he's uh, yeah, he he hauls in the loot. He's no Steve. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, Volan Hydra Striker. So, I mean, oh, you got to expect nice. with the name Hydra Striker, you have fishing in your DNA. That reminds me of the guy I, was, I almost bought the other day whose last name was like Master Punch. I was like, oh, I almost <laughs> bought it on name alone. Yeah, why, why not, right? The, the names are, are, are truly incredible. Oh, it's 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 awesome to see the, how, how some of the random names that they throw together come out just awesome. <laughs> yeah yeah all right well in in our last segment here we wanted to talk through some of our our upcoming projects uh share some of this kind of findings and information uh with the community and you know maybe even help people with some how-tos in the future uh sure you know Nindorf, you've really been leading these projects so uh tell us about your first one yeah so as a as a software guy and i had heard wind in the discord um, we can paste the link to the Discord and all that too. Um, but there's a public API that they have where you can actually export all the hero data and you can even see the auctions or you know the tavern sales that people have listed. So a couple of things that I've done, um, I've got a, some Python code that I've written that scrapes the API, basically pulls all the hero data. And I mean, you're, you're more of a data guy than I am. So I, I've given that to you. So then you can start to do some of your analysis um, I'll leave that part up to you. Big data is not my friend. It, it confuses me. <laughs> well, I, 
you know, I'm, I'm still learning. Um, but I think something that, you know, we started figuring out with the, the data early on is I, I think my, my big nugget of information was when you're summoning with two advanced class and you're trying to make the elite level class. And so that's a, you know, a summoner and a ninja trying to make a sage or that's the paladin, the dark knight trying to make a dragoon. You only have a 15% chance of getting that elite class. And it, I don't have the number off the top of my head. Um, I'll, I'll pull it up here um, in a moment. But uh, the, the important piece is um, when, you're, when you're going through that, you actually have a, a fairly high percentage chance to at least return one of your advanced classes. Um, yeah, and so huge. we saw kind of early on that there could be some value there in terms of what does make the risk reward um, from a summoning perspective worth it. All right. So approximately what we see as the percentages, and this is still some unfinished data, but you get a 14% chance to get that 14, 15% chance to get that elite class. And then a 31% chance split equally to return one of the two classes that you had that were advanced trying to summon that elite. And then there's a 23, 24% chance I believe for your um, your recessive gene traits to take over um, and really just cause haywire and and let you end up with something you weren't expecting. Right. So you either get a basic or you get you know actually really just a basic. Yeah. If you get a basic and you you you've spent the jewel to either buy or summon to advance, that sort of stinks a little bit. But it happens. It's part of yeah. the randomness. But what were you digging into? You were looking at is are there certain recessive genes that at least we think at this point might lead to summoning something different? Is there you, you said at one point that you found some advanced and elite written in that hero data? Yeah, so it's kind of a little nugget in the API. If you pull all of the data for a hero, they have what they call let me get the name right here, I'll pull it up too. Um stats for your hero called active one active two and passive one and passive two and most of them if you pull it up it'll say like basic four you know basic eight and i didn't really think anything of it and then one day i just happened to plug in a hero i'd summoned and it said he had a passive two of advanced two and i was like whoa okay so then i got we got looking at the data more and we found out that you know kind of how there's those eight basic classes there's also eight basic active and passive numbers. We don't know what these numbers mean yet. Um, mm -hmm. And then it, it goes similarly, like there's, then there's two um, elite. And I believe there's also an ultimate or something kind of mapping. It, it matches the class structure. It's gotta be the dread knight. Perfectly. Yeah. And I think, yeah. I think I'd heard Mr. Zipper mention something somewhere where they, he doesn't know what it is either, but he's noticed it as well. And I think he said that his theory, and I think he's probably right on the money is that those might be, say, spells or something. Like if, say, it's a, a monk, right, and he's got an active one that's advanced, maybe he's got a higher power spell that's used for actual questing. Some of that um, active play, not like these profession quests, it might not matter in. But later on, when you're actually using these heroes for adventure quests, like those could be huge. So I'm trying to keep an eye out for those. I can, it, it will, you know, make my world when uh the the hero the legendary hero you buy with the last name super punch 
has super fun, <laughs> has a special power that, I mean, that's going to be just great. And another little tidbit too, um, when we had that hunch, we went and uh, looked at some of the devs' addresses and you can pull their heroes from the API mm -hmm. using a filter. And we can talk about that in another episode too, how all that works. But basically, I noticed that one or two of the devs were holding some common heroes that kind of looked like garbage, right? There was nothing fancy about them. And I, I pasted those numbers into the API, come to find out they had advanced traits or these active and passive. So I'm like, I, I feel like there's value there that they knew about. Um, and that's kind of one of those little hidden gems that they haven't released to the crowd, to the, you know, the, the public yet. So it's definitely something I look at when I'm buying heroes. We won't, we won't call, we won't call them out or, or say names of, of, of who we'll let our, our listeners uh, <laughs> dig that up. But, That's you know, right. all, all joking aside, I, I, you know, we are, it's, it's interesting to see what's out there. Um, and, you know, at the same time, we're also pretty appreciative of, of what the developers have done. And, you know, obviously, you know, you know, building a structure that makes sense for them to stay, stay invested, um, you know, I, I don't know what happened uh, a couple weeks ago, but it sounds like someone went rogue um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and got annexed from uh, from the group uh, for, for selling right. a Gen Zero hero. Uh, but, you know, um, I, I think they, they've built, uh, you know, a really good incentive system for their team to, to stay in place and to buy in the game, just like they're doing for, for all the investors, whether, you know, you got in when you did um, or if you're getting in here sometime after we publish this, uh, this podcast. So uh, yeah, I, I think it's, you know, really a great system built around let's, you know, do the play uh, play to earn aspects. That's right. You know, all this is playing out and, and, you know, you, you start with that one hero, right. And you're like, yes, I got one. And then as you continue to earn and play, or, or maybe you make a few, um, trades in the tavern and end up with a little extra jewel and you can start to grow your little army of heroes. It, it's extremely enjoyable. Oh yeah, for sure. A, a little addicting too. Yeah, no kidding. So tell us about uh, the, the second project. Yeah, so like I, I briefly mentioned it before, the other aspect of the API you can use is you can use it to look at what hero sales are out there in the tavern. So I was like, you know, well, that's actually really interesting because you can actually do a filter on time and basically say, Hey, give me all the new sales that just posted. And then you can go look those heroes up and you, I'm starting to put together yet again, another Python script where I can basically set a bunch of criteria. Like say I want, you know, I want to know about any, I don't know, maybe I was looking for summoners to go with ninjas. So I'm like, I want you to, I want this script to find me any summoner that's got, at least four summons left and who's maybe less than 160 jewels say. And then um, I'm, so I'm working on the program that will capture that data and then it can notify you via either an email or a text message or something. So that you know, to go log into MetaMask and check it out, you know, cause these guys move quickly. Um, yeah. Maybe we can set up a, a you know, a, a community hero rescue organization where uh we we sweep up and return to the rightful owners the accidental oh, <laughs> uh yeah, try yeah. tried to send them out for hire um uh, and sold them for for 70 jewels that's just gosh that's got to be a real gut punch oh no kidding they actually talked a little bit more about that today i'm reminded now in the ama that's why you saw them add the new feature if you guys have been playing and watching 
Um, now when you sell or hire out, you have to actually type the word sell or hire as one last chance for you to hopefully realize what page you're on. Cause otherwise the menus look very similar, right? You know? Yeah. As we, we talked about just sending the heroes to a, a known address is <laughs> nerve wracking enough. Well, yeah. Um, I think that about sums us up for today. Anything else that you have for, for closing, uh, closing remarks? No, not, a, not too much other than the fact that yeah, I'm loving this game and I, I can't wait to keep see, see how it grows and how we're able to, you know, either both aspects of play and earn, right? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking both are going to be great. I, I was originally thinking, you know, maybe I just want to try to do the earn aspect of this, but they keep sucking me in with all these features, I tell you what. And like you said, that <laughs> RPG nature of this game is, is, is uh, something that I, I have a hard time avoiding. All right. Well, uh, we appreciate, you know, any listeners out there. Again, this is uh, episode one and, you know, our, our tales of uh, adventures in the DeFi kingdoms. So uh, go ahead and, and reach out to us. Uh, we'll be pasting some of our Discord information um, and hopefully getting this out there into the podcast sphere. So those of you who are, are interested and are looking for, you know, a, a different avenue to, to capture your DeFi Kingdoms information, um, please, uh, please drop a subscribe for us. And uh, we, we thank you for listening.